Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a lock-in Friday here on the Second to None podcast. I'm with my guy here, Tavares King, my co-host. I am Blaine Gilmer, and we are on the Believe Podcast Network streaming on the 365 Sports YouTube channel. And Tavares, this is an absolutely loaded dream weekend for football, and you're going to be stuck in a volleyball gym. (laughs) I will be in the volleyball gym watching my beautiful daughter serve it up and, and spike it on some little girls. Let but, me tell you, let me tell but you I'll be that I'll be tuned in part right there, TK. You, that, yeah, that's what yeah. being a dad's all about right there. You, you know it, girl, dad. Uh, yeah, man, it's we got a freaking loaded weekend. It's it's going to be exciting in that gym. I definitely will have this iPad or uh, my iPhone, maybe both, uh, with a couple ga- <laughs> couple games going on it. But, but man, yeah, I'm excited, man. We got we got a, a big week, um, obviously, for, for Georgia, um, as well as, shoot, a number of other teams. I think that Ole Miss-Alabama game is going to be a good one. And I'm really looking forward to the Florida and Kentucky contest, too. I mean – uh, you know, that's an intriguing – we talked about the lines on Wednesdays. For those that don't know, on Mondays, TK and I, we react to everything that went on the previous weekend in college football. And on Wednesdays on the Believe Podcast Network and 365 Sports YouTube channel, we kind of go over the the betting lines for the games. And, and we analyzed those this week. We talked about, you know, is Georgia – uh, too heavy of a favorite just in terms of the point line and also uh, Alabama as well. And uh, guys, speaking of that, before we go any further, we do want to thank our show sponsor, Bet Online. Guys, if you are wanting to put some action on Arkansas, Georgia, on Old Miss at Alabama, on Florida at Kentucky, then make sure you do so with Bet Online, guys. It's back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season with a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your bonus from football, basketball, 
boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for this 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And TK, to that point, you know, we, we talked on, on Wednesday how Georgia opened up at an 18.5-point favorite, and you see there on the graphic, uh, if you're watching on the 365 Sports YouTube channel, 18.5 was the opening line. That has shifted down to 18 points right here. Um, you and I talked about this Georgia defense. Uh, that That is a lot of points right there when it comes to a maybe the style of play that Georgia is going to – employ in, in trying to win this game because TK one thing that I want to point out to people is that Kirby Smart is not afraid to turn big games into just straight slugfests like knock for knock fights I mean he he he's totally comfortable with playing a game like they played against Clemson earlier this year so do you think that alone is gonna uh you know affect the style of this game just Kirby Smart's how comfortable he is in that type of game. Um, I think I think he'll definitely play his game. I definitely think I agree with what you said. He uh he is comfortable in games like this. He's comfortable going knock for knock, um, taking small chunks at a time, um, if, if he has to. And I think Coach Munkin is as well, um, from an offensive perspective. Um, but I think that we're we'll, we're going to have to be able to run the ball and. Honestly, with, with Arkansas's defense, the way they play, a lot of times they have three down linemen. Um, you know, they have five backers backers or, or nickels yeah, um, in the coverage. A lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, they're dropping eight. And uh, a lot of times, dude, it looks very, very enticing to run. But they, they play so well, so sound. They have great eyes that they can shoot those gaps that look like they're there sometimes. And, and dude uh, – I think that if, if we can control the football, we, we can take care of them. Um, we, if we can control the football, we'll definitely be able to take care of them. But if we can run the football, it, it's, it'll be a long day for them. One thing that Arkansas has done very, very well is the way that they've fit their, their run fits out of that kind of shell look that they have. You know, you talk about that three-man front. You got John Ridgeway there in the middle, the big guy he transferred transferred into Arkansas. They've had a lot of successful transfers. They got they went out and got Trey Williams. Uh they got Ridgeway. So those guys a lot of, a lot of experience, a lot of older older cats. Oh yeah. And then and then that's yeah, great point. They so you get the you sprinkle in some of those transfers at Arkansas and then you get all the experienced guys like what eight super seniors and then you know you know talented players like uh Catalan and, and Bumper Pool and uh I mean there's so many talented players on that defense i'm i'm excited to see how georgia this is going to be the first time i think other than that clemson game when they when clemson was healthy uh before brzee hurt his hurt his knee and is unfortunately out for the year now for clemson with that acl injury but um they clemson i think people you know forget that's a good football team just because they lost a couple games they were they're, they're a good football team they struggle offensively but Georgia did what they needed to do, especially were impressive in that four-minute drive at the end of the game at Clemson to salt it away. They ran the ball when Clemson knew they were going to run the ball, and there was nothing Clemson could do about it. Georgia ran right through them. So I think you're going to see some of that early from Georgia. Uh, I do think it'll be important and intriguing to see how 
Todd Munkin can utilize, okay, Brock Bowers has been getting so much attention. Well, here comes Big O. Here comes Darnell Washington in there. And, TK, you've, you, I know you've probably played on teams that have multiple tight ends. You know, do you, do you find that uh, when you got multiple big-time tight ends, offensive coordinators are trying to, you know, cross them across the middle of the field, get safety's uh, eyes discipline off? I mean, what, what's, what's the benefits that Georgia could have with Darnell Washington returning? Well, well, it's huge. I mean, you get a big, a big getting him back. You get a big target. You get a mismatch nightmare for a safety, for a linebacker, for anybody. Hell, a corner, an undersized corner, anybody that's out there on him. So, I, I do expect Coach Munkin to to utilize him um, in a unique, a unique way, especially with him just now getting back. Um, but when you have two guys like that, like like a Brock and a, and a Big O, who it's it's trouble. Um, you think about. The Patriots, uh, when they had an Aaron Hernandez and a, and a uh, rest in peace and a and a, a Gronk, some something similar, somebody that can move and somebody that can you know is a mismatch nightmare. So that's kind of how I view it with Big O coming back. No doubt. Now, TK, I know you got your Georgia gear on right there, and obviously you're going <laughs> to end up uh, picking picking Georgia. But if Arkansas uh, were to win this game. Uh, how how would they go about doing so? What do you think there are the things that Arkansas is going to have to do successfully if they're going to pull the upset on Georgia? I think they're honestly they're going to have to be able to control control the clock and they're going to have to be able to score um, from from out wide because I don't think they'll be able to run the ball that well. Explo- explosive um, plays, like it, it, yeah, I, I think it'll have to be from from chunk plays, explosive plays. Uh, Traylon Burks making big plays for him, but I think that's that's the matchup that I'm intrigued uh, about the most is is uh, our guys out wide. Who who's on him? Is Tyke Smith on him? Um, but I think it doesn't matter who's there. I, I do think we're capable of covering them. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, I think you're gonna see you're gonna see him up against. They move him around a lot, but I think you're gonna see him a lot mainly against Keely Ringo. Keely Ringo has a tremendous, uh, you know, rating this year in terms of he had the the pass interference against uh, Clemson that looked bad, but he has not given up many completions all year since then, and uh, you know, is really kind of earning that five star moniker that he got coming into the year. So I think that'll be. Uh, coming in as a freshman last year. So I think that'll be interesting to see who does get on uh, Traylon Burks. But now uh, I, 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 I agree with you. I don't think that Arkansas will be able to sustain drives. This Georgia defense is too good. But Georgia loves playing man-to-man, and you know as well as I do. Receivers can win 50-50 balls and uh, just just as you know good as a defensive back can. So does Traylon uh, Burks end up – getting one of those 50-50 balls. So, TK, now with with having kind of broke down all that, uh, and also we do want to mention that K.J. Jefferson, you know, who knows how healthy that knee is, so that could yeah, factor. 18.5-point spread, TK, who do you like and by by what score? Uh, I like I like the dogs, clearly. Uh, eight to 18 might be a little high in this one. Um, again, I think I, – I mean, I, I honestly think that this Arkansas defense is – may be better than Clemson's defense. Just the way they fly around the ball is as instinctive as they are um, from a second level perspective. I mean, they're it's it's unreal if you if you watch the tape. Um, I think it'll be a little closer than people expect. I think it'll be still still dogs by probably fourteen. 
And what you got a score you're gonna throw out there? Oh, okay. We're doing it. Let's go. Let's go. Ooh, we can go twenty one seven. Twenty one seven. So you think a true a true slug fest down there in Athens. I, I don't see I just don't see the Arkansas. They may get them once or twice with a with an explosive play. I don't see them being able to sustain drives as long as Georgia uh, takes care of the ball, doesn't turn it over in their own territory, things like that. I think it'll be rather low scoring for Arkansas. I think Georgia adds a little bit on at the end. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Georgia. Uh, Georgia twenty eight, Arkansas thirteen. So I'm I almost say, wanted to go twenty twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say 28-13. I say Arkansas covers, but uh Georgia, Georgia takes the the win, and that's a that's a good win for Georgia Bulldogs over a Huge. quality team if they if they end up taking that. And TK, the the visitor list, man, you wouldn't believe it. Uh people need to go check it out over at ugasports.com. The visitor list on recruiting. Who, who coming in town? There's some there's some Big time recruits coming in. Too many to list right here. We'll have to refer them over there because we got some more games to cover here. And the next game that we have, TK, would be Old Miss going to Alabama. And we talked about this when we talked about the spread. This is a uh, the spread on Wednesday. This is a Lane Kiffin team that has taken on his personality. Uh, and now you're, you know, the guy Mike Wilbon's gone done and you know went on PTI and thrown gasoline on the fire and got Lane all pissed off before the before the game even starts. So I think this is an old Miss team that is very very excited for this opportunity. It's hard for me, TK, to tell you know who is this a re- revenge game for? Is this a revenge game for Ole Miss letting one go away last year, or or is Nick Saban and his you know perfectionist mind is this a revenge game for him for almost letting you know that Ole Miss offense embarrass them with 647 yards last year yeah uh I this this is this is another one we another another fun game to watch uh I think this week I think that I I'd have to agree with you Lane Kiffin and that Ole Miss team is is rolling they 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 look and play for each other. They play for him, and you can tell. Uh, I think I mentioned it before, just the interaction he has with his players on the sideline. You can tell that those guys love him. And I think that this week means a lot to him, and I think that it means a lot to his players because it means a lot to him. Um, so I think they're, they're, they're going to come out with, with, with great effort. I think they're going to come out smoking, bro. You like that effort enough uh, right now, or do you th- what, do you think Alabama bounces back defensively after a uh, you know they had the, the the questions last year defensively. This year they come in and they kind of lay a lay an egg on terms of their run defense versus uh, Florida, barely escaped the swamp with a with a victory. Do you think that Alabama defense basically having a bye week? I mean, they played Southern Miss. Do you think they they've corrected some of those things or do you think these these problems that Alabama has in stopping the run and kind of you know some some tackling issues do you think those are more deeper issues that'll last longer into the season for Alabama what uh I'm not sure if they'll last but I I know that they've been talked about as of late um and and they've been a big issue for coach Saban and staff and one thing that that I'm gonna keep my eye on Saturday is 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 Matt Corral running the ball. Obviously, 
um, that that's been a success maker for a lot. Well, not a lot of folks, but folks that can do it uh, against against Coach Saban's defense. So yeah, historically, they, historically, the teams that beat Alabama under Nick Saban, they have a mobile quarterback. Right. Exactly. And Macarrow can run. He's he's sneaky. He's a sneaky little runner, I think. And he can four tutties against two lanes. <laughs> four tutties. Yeah. Uh he's sneaky, man. So I, I think if if they can control the clock in that sense, um within the run game, how they want to, once once they do their thing downfield, because you know Coach Kiffin's gonna take his shots. Uh but once he do is, does that, bro, I think if they can control the, the clock from there in a run perspective, I think that they could they could shock some folks. I mean, you know, Jerry on Ely is going to be a big part of that. They're their lead running back. He's also a dynamic pass catcher. You know, he's been able to, he's got six receptions for 78 yards this year, but has a 31 carries for 190 yards. And, and, you know, they've got really a three headed monster at running back when Jerry on Ely, Henry Parrish, Snoop Connor, all those guys are up over 100 yards rushing already on the season. Matt Corral, as you pointed out, has no problem, you know, taking off and extending plays himself. They're having 10.4 yards per attempt uh, through the air. So they're they're pushing the ball uh, down the field, 12.3 air yards per attempt, nine touchdowns, no interceptions for Matt Corral. They're averaging 635 yards per game as a team. TK on offense. This I'm I'm worried about Alabama's ability to stop the run. Uh, I think that Lane Kiffin is going to spread out those weapons like Dontario Drummond, like Jonathan Mingo, like Braylon Sanders. You know, use a John Rice Plumley in there a little bit. You know, have have Jerron Ely go out empty, come back into the backfield, identify things with motions, all that kind of stuff. Lane knows how to do all that stuff. I'm going to say they spread out that that uh, Alabama defense too much, and I don't know. Bryce Young's still got to prove prove something to me. He's been good, but he hasn't been great. He hasn't been dominant yet. Uh, I say I, I'm going to pick Ole Miss. TK, I'm going to I'm going to pick Ole Miss to to win this game. I think it's going to have to be high scoring. I'm going to say Ole Miss wins this game, forty eight to. I'm gonna say forty-eight to forty-five. Alabama misses a field goal as they usually do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said it, man. I I I like Bryce Young. Um, I like what he's been doing, um, but I, I don't I don't think it'll be enough Saturday. Um, I, I'm taking Ole Miss too, man. I, I I like Ole Miss. I think Coach Kiffin again. It ha- has the has those guys rolling. He knows exactly how to get under Coach Saban's skin um, in every way. So He's, he's on gonna, the Feinbaum show earlier talking <laughs> about – Paul Feinbaum asked him, hey, what do you all talk about in the middle of the field? Is those like meaningful conversations? And Kevin was like, no, they it's absolutely meaningless. So he goes, he goes, I basically go there, how's your wife, how's your wife, you know, how are the kids, what's going on? Like he, he goes, nothing. He goes, what am I going to say to him, Paul? I'm going to go say, hey, we're really going to work your safety today with some double moves, you know. So <laughs> he said, he said, there's nothing really you can say, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, but no, but no, man, he he know he knows the ins and outs of of that Nick Saban defense. So he'll he'll figure. I think he's going to figure out a way to get it done. But I'm with you. It'll be high scoring. I'm saying Ole Miss 38, 35. 
Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to take the over, too. Over under 79 right here. I think uh, more than 79 points get scored in this one. I just don't think either team – if Alabama does win this game, TK, if we're wrong on our pick, it will be an absolute Alabama slaughter. Like, it, it's either going to be Ole Miss wins this thing in, a, in an exciting game or Alabama just takes them to the woodshed, as I like to say. But TK and I are both picking uh, Ole Miss over Alabama. Yes, sir. And now, TK, our next game is Florida visiting Lexington, Kentucky to take on Mark Stoops' Wildcats. You got Dan Mullen and the three-and-one battle-tested Florida Gators coming in there. Florida, as we've already mentioned uh, and everybody knows well now, they came up two points shy of Alabama in the swamp, then ended up pouring it on late versus Tennessee. This, TK, may be my favorite game of the weekend. I'm going to be on the field covering the the game in Athens. I'm very excited about seeing that matchup of those two teams. However, I am very intrigued to see if Mark Stoops and this Kentucky team takes the next step. They've been – producing NFL talent, TK. They've they've built, you know, got to a, a high water mark. I think winning 10 uh 10 games a couple couple years ago under under Stoops. Now, can they they've only beat Florida one time in the last 34 years. They did that under Stoops, but now we're going to talk about what's it going to take for Kentucky to be able to do that. Kentucky is an 8-point home underdog. So, TK, what what are your thoughts uh before we give our picks here? What are you kind of your thoughts leading into this matchup? Um, like you said, bro, I, I think it's it's probably one of the m- most exciting games of the weekend, especially for a dog fan. You want to know who, who, who who's who's that next person in the East. Um, and this is that game, I think. This is the one that, that says who, who's lying second in the East behind the dogs, in my own opinion. Um, but I, I, I honestly think that, that Will Levis – and, and, and that Kentucky offense is – they're due, man. They're due. They looked really, really good and uh, poised um, early on. Yeah, early on. Um, but, you know, he, he, he kind of called some guys out, called himself out. Um, and and now it's time to own up to that accountability. And, and like you said, can they do it again? Is, is, Kentucky real, is Kentucky really real? You know, you've got all this talent. Um, this NFL talent um, now kind of like a, almost like a Texas A&M with their recruiting. What, what, what is that talent going to do for you? What is that talent? What do you have to show for that talent? So I think this game is huge for them. I, th- I think that Wanda Robinson has to get involved early. Um, you know, he, he, he normally gets one or two touches in the first half. And yeah, then they start piling. He had, he had one in the first quarter against South yeah. Carolina. Yeah, you you got to take some shots against South Carolina. So I mean, I think they got to get him involved early um, because with the ball in his hands, and and again, he's one of the, he's a Swiss Army knife type cat. One of those guys you can just use and, and put anywhere, backfield, slot, out wide. So I think they got to get the ball in his hands early um, to get some, get him going, open things up really. Yeah, and I I want to you know just throw it out there. Some people were were thinking I was saying that it's a, a you know watching our last show on Wednesday that that Emory Jones not playing well. That is not what I'm saying at all. Emory Jones is playing well, 
What I'm worried about for that Florida team is are they one-dimensional in the fact that at some point this year, someone is going to come up with a scheme to hamper the running attack from Florida out of Emory Jones, right? Not every game he's going to he's gonna go off for over 100 yards rushing and, and things like that. So when they do, is he a consistent enough passer and, uh, you know, reliable enough passer to be able to win a game? I think Mark Stoops is a defensive-minded coach first, very much like a Kirby Smart that is going to come up with a game plan that is going to test what Dan Mullen wants to do. Now, Dan Mullen in his own right – tremendous coach so i'm sure he'll make adjustments and things like that also the factor that that i've got to see out of florida is can emory jones play well when he's being subbed out with anthony richardson his best two games of the year alabama and tennessee he's not had to look over his shoulder to see if anthony richardson's going to come in for him so mentally how does he how does he adapt how does he play I think the line is right on the money. Florida should be a favorite going into this game. Uh, and I think, you know, the fact that it's in Lexington and they're still an eight-point favorite, that's a lot of respect for Florida. You're talking about a night game atmosphere with an undefeated Kentucky team where the fan base is excited. Uh, you know, it's always like their version of the Super Bowl when when Florida comes in there uh, to be able to do it. There's a lot. There's been some great games in this contest, uh, in this rivalry, even though – Kentucky hasn't won many up many of them are only won one in 34 years there's been some exciting contests in the last five six years between these two teams so TK what I'm looking at is how does Kentucky's uh pass how does Kentucky's pass protection hold up against against Carter against uh Newkirk against all Brenton Cox all those guys there on that front seven for Florida that are really adept at getting to the passer. And Will Levis has not had time. Rosenthal and Kennard have struggled at tackles. Uh, they got bull rushed last week by two very, very good South Carolina defensive ends. People say, oh, it's just South Carolina. Those defensive ends that South Carolina has are both playing in the league, just so you know. They're both going to be NFL guys. So uh, they they struggled to, to you know pass protect in those situations. TK, what I'm looking at is – you know, like you said, get Wandell the ball early, utilize him in different ways. And people want to say, oh, Kentucky struggled against South Carolina. Here's what happened, guys. They had minus three on the turnover margin. And on TK, yeah, it's, all, it's on tough all, to win. It's tough to win. And on all three of those turnovers, guess how many touchdowns they allowed? Zero. That is yeah. impressive. That defense. Yeah. That defense is impressive for Kentucky. So, um, if you're if you're like I said, if you're watching on the 365 Sports YouTube channel, you can see Florida. Uh, they they're rushing, you know, for well over 200, and they're rushing for three 323 yards per game, 264 in SEC play. Kentucky is only allowing 87 yards per game. TK um, <laughs> rushing. In, in this season. So you've got the unstoppable force on the ground versus the immovable object, that old adage. Who do you like with all these factors going on? Who are you going to pick and what's your score for this game? I, I, I really think this is going to be probably, one, one again, one of the funnest games to watch of the weekend. And, but I, I think I'm going to I'm have to go with Kentucky. I think they get it done. I think that their defense is – Experienced, I think that that Mark Stoop defense will be ready and poised, um, and flying around 
um, versus this Florida, Florida, Florida Gator, Gator offense. Um, again, uh, we, we talked about Emory Jones struggling. Uh, I think when, that when it, Anthony Richardson plays, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when he plays, so 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 that's in that's that's a worry, but I think that they'll force him to do the thing that I think he does worst, and I think that's pass. Um, so I think they'll they'll heat him up, put him in some situations, and I think that they'll come out out on top. But it'll it it won't be easy. I think this game is a, a 24-21 kind of game. Yeah, I I want to I want to pick Kentucky. Like I I I want to I want to because of that defense. You know, you got DeAndre Square that is just absolutely an animal. He fits in his run fits and just absolutely stops people's momentum. He 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 will rock people's heads back. A real killer there at linebacker. DeAndre Square is. Then you've got you know senior. Look, Josh Pascal, senior. DeAndre Square, senior. Jaquez Jones, senior. Tyrell yeah, experience, experience galore. Yusef Crocker, senior. Marquez Bembry, senior. Marquan McCall, who is a freaking small house. He's 6'3", 380 there in the middle of that defense. So What's I'm, a small house? I mean, <laughs> he, I'm telling you, he's a huge human being, 6'3", 380. That guy is large, but uh, Marquan McCall, he, he's going to be tough for that Gator offensive line. However, I think that Gator offensive line is – so strong and so you know cohesive right now. I'm going to say that I need to see before I can pick a Kentucky in a game like this. I need to see them not turn the ball over. They've been turning the ball over at too high a rate. Josh Ali, too many fumbles. Chris Rodriguez, too many fumbles. Florida's got an opportunistic defense, not an elite defense, but opportunistic defense and a good front seven. I'm gonna say Kentucky covers. But I'm going to pick Florida to win this one late in a close one. Just going off a historical, you know, data here and and that trend, I say Florida wins this one again, and I'm going to go Florida twenty-seven, Kentucky twenty-three. I'm going to say Florida wins wins late, and I'm going to I'm going to take I'm going to take Kentucky to to score some points in this one. I do like them to get it going. Because uh, I think Florida gave up some points to some cheapies to Tennessee, and there were more opportunities for Tennessee to score. Uh, but I'm going to say that that uh, it's a more high scoring affair, and I'm going to take Florida. All right, TK. So our last game of the week that we're going to highlight is, and then we'll give our picks for the rest of these games. But the last game that we're going to highlight here is Auburn and LSU. You've got the Tigers. Versus the Tigers. Well, Auburn doesn't know if they're the Tigers or the or the Eagles. They can't decide. War Eagle, go Tiger. They don't know what they're saying over there uh, at Auburn. But anyways, you've got a Tiger versus Tiger matchup here with Bo Nix or TJ Finley. Who knows? That's part of the intrigue of this game. Going to Baton Rouge to take on Ed Orgeron. Max Johnson and company over there, LSU three and a half point favorite in Baton Rouge at night. That is unheard of. They're usually a more prohibitive favorite, at least over the last couple of years in night games at Baton Rouge. So that really tells you what Vegas is thinking about the state of this LSU program because TK, they've won a couple of games here in a row uh, and done so, you know, they've, 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 they've been able to put the points on the board but they yeah. have not cured those ills that we've talked about of not being able to run the football, not being consistent with tackling in space, 
So do you think those things kind of rear their ugly head against Auburn when Bo Nix and company come to town? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly have to say so, man. You've got so many things up in the air. Um, you got guys banged up defensively on the D-line. Uh, you're, you're probably your best player on your team is, is probably going to be absent from the game. Uh, so I yeah, mean, we, do, a, we don't know if Stingley's going to be a hundred percent or not. Uh, Andre Anthony, as you mentioned, out for the year after he tore his ACL a couple of games ago. So they're still right. getting their D line rotation down. But you know, I, yeah, I mean, but 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 you got you got you got guys like I mean, obviously it's next man up. Um, you got guys like uh, BJ Ozari, um, who I think's a beast, like his brother, uh, Mason Smith, a five star yeah. recruit. Right, you got you got guys that that are supposed to be guys and stepping up and making plays and doing their thing. So I think that um, it'll be tough. It'll be it'll uh, it'll be a it'll be a tough game at home for them. Uh, but but on the reverse of that, it's going to be a tough environment. Obviously, that place is going to be rocking for sure. Um, for for TJ Finley and a uh, not not banged up physically, but mentally, Bo Nix. Yeah, and and Brian Harson came out and said, "Hey, he's not going to abandon Bo Nix. Bo Nix is, but you know as well as I do, if if Bo Nix goes out there, I think he will start. I, they haven't announced that, but I think he will start. And and if he goes out there and you know looks a little shaky in Baton Rouge there early on night game, people liquored up up there in the boot. You know, I mean they're going to be drinking since you know at nine in the morning. They're going to be drinking." Yeah, they're gonna have water bottles just like that, TK. But it, and there's gonna be clear stuff in it too. But it ain't gonna be this water. water play, boy. This ain't water play, boy. <laughs> so they they uh they're gonna have they're gonna be juiced up in more ways than one over there in Baton Rouge, man. But at the same time, we talk about it. It's kind of crazy. We talked about Florida having the ability to run the football so well, and Kentucky being a strong defense stopping the ball. Well, Auburn gave up 267 rushing yards to the mighty Georgia State Panthers last week. And you here you've got uh, LSU who couldn't run the ball through a wet paper sack right now. They, get, they only had 63 rushing yards against Mississippi State's defense. And we know that that defense is getting better over there was under Zach Arnett at Mississippi State. But only having 63 rushing yards, this isn't Joe, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Clyde Edwards either. This is a team that needs to have more uh, success running the football for LSU to do the things they want to do. TK, that worries me a little bit. I uh, do have, you know, like I said, plenty of questions about that Auburn defense and who's going to play quarterback. A, a lot of stuff. Auburn has no explosivity out of their wide receiver group. Uh, uh, Demetrius Robertson had a good game early on in the year, but really nobody's done anything over there since. And it's going to be a tough environment. So, all those factors going into it, LSU's defensive health, Auburn just really reeling as a program after losing to Penn State and having a tough game, not knowing the quarterback situation, a lot of factors. But taking all of it into account, who do you like in this game and uh, what's your what's your score prediction? Yeah, man, a lot of question marks in this one. We, we, we got to call this one the, the, the question game, man. We, who's playing quarterback? Who's, who, who's at the end? Um, man, uh, I, I think I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go with LSU. And for this reason, Max Johnson can flat out sling it. And I think the weapons that he has out wide are 
top tier. I think they're next level. I think that they're going to be – they're going to play in, in in the league one day as well. Um, you know, Kayshawn Boutte is a baller. Uh, I mean, they just sit – my man six is is, is nuts. Jack, Jack, Jack Besh. Yeah, Jack uh, Besh and Deion Smith. Yeah, Deion Smith's a, a baller. He's got elite speed. Uh, Jack Bash is a baller. So I just, dude, I think I think Max Johnson has too many weapons for this for this Auburn defense. Uh, you know, obviously Roger McCreary, um, McCreary is a baller at corner, but he he can't cover three people. Yeah, he can't. can't they're they're gonna. You know, they're gonna put McCreary right there one on one with Kayshawn Boutte, and that's. I am so excited to watch that matchup and see how that one plays out. I mean, they're going to be balling. You do have Smoke Mondays. I, I think that the, the Auburn secondary is is a, a strength of theirs, and obviously LSU's wide receiving core is a strength of theirs because they can't run the football worth a lick. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see if they're able to run the ball a little bit better. Um, going into this matchup against Auburn. I think they do, not because they get better up front or they get better. I just think Auburn's defensive front is porous right now. I think they're 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 able to uh they'll be able to gash them on a couple plays, maybe use Max Johnson, get his legs involved a little bit. He's an athletic guy. And ultimately, TK, when it comes down to it, quarterback is the most important position. Uh in the game of football, in my opinion. I mean, you, you if you got a quarterback, you got a chance and uh LSU has a very good quarterback in Max Johnson. I'm going to take LSU to win this one at home, and I'm going to say they they get it get it rolling a little bit later in the game. I think it's going to be a, a punt fest early in this game. Uh, both of them kind of maybe having some problems getting going early, but I'm going to say late in this game, LSU takes over and wins. I'm going to say 30, 31 to 23 LSU. I, I like that. I was going to say 35-28. 35-28. I got you. So, uh, we we both like LSU to, to cover and to win outright at home. TK, we do have a few more games here that we're going to go ahead and just – we're not going to highlight them here. We're just going to run through. You got Tennessee visiting Missouri. Missouri coming off that overtime loss. Who do you like? Uh, do you like the Volunteers? I, I like the way they played against Florida last week. Um, but they're a three-point underdog in Columbia, Missouri. Who do you like between tw- Tennessee and Missouri? Uh, I'm going with Mizzou. I'm going to go with Mizzou, too. I think Ty- uh, Tyler Beatty, uh, they'll really lean on him. And, and Connor Bay's like starting to play some better football as well. So I'm going to go with Missouri at home. Uh, another game that we have is Mississippi State visiting the the downtrodden Texas A&M Aggies after having lost to Arkansas. I'm going to say Mike Leach and Zach Arnett continue the woes for the Aggies because until Zach Calzada and that offensive line prove to me that they can start to handle a little bit of pressure, uh, I I just don't see that offense clicking well enough. Give me – I'm going to take the Mississippi State Bulldogs in that one. I'm right there with you, man. Uh, Zach Calzada just hadn't proved it to me, man. Obviously, he's highly touted, um, but I, but he hasn't proved it just yet. So, I, I got to go with Mississippi State Bulldogs as well, man. 
Troy Trojans visiting South Carolina. The Troy Trojans last week, TK, were a 24-point favorite over Louisiana Monroe, and they lost that game outright. Uh, you a 24-point favorite, you lose outright. You about to get your brains beat in by that. Uh, South Carolina plays hard. I don't care what anybody says. Shane Beamer's getting those guys to play hard. You give Shane Beamer a couple years over there to recruit, uh, he has a genuine love for that that university. He's been there before when they were their most successful, when Connor Shaw and those guys were out there uh, doing their thing. So, you know, I'm going to say that uh, South Carolina gets it done and cover their seven-point favorite. I like them to win this one by 14-plus. Yeah, I agree, man. I think this is honestly a big game for that program, um, just to kind of get them back on track. Obviously, two, two rough weeks, um, losing like they did last week. Uh, so, I mean – I definitely, th- I definitely think they they win this game in a good fashion for by fourteen or more. And then we save the crappiest for last. <laughs> it is UConn versus Vanderbilt in the toilet bowl. Loser has to end their football program for good. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, they. But seriously, man, uh, they, these two teams are about as they're ranked. And, you know, all the stats that you see, the stat categories, they go to 130 in FBS. You can be first to 130th. They're way down there in every category you see, like 127th, 129, all that kind of stuff. So, Bandy and UConn are two very bad teams, yet Vanderbilt is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite in Nashville. Let's go! You going with the Commodores? Let's go! Uh, shades of James Franklin era back in Vandy after they route the Yukon Huskies. So we're going to take Vanderbilt to right the ship a little bit and get things going at home over against the Yukon middle school program that rolls in there on Saturday. So guys, we, we have taken all of our picks here. We are taking Georgia over Arkansas uh, we don't like them to cover in that game, just so you know. We're uh, and we're taking Missouri over Tennessee. TK and I both like Ole Miss to upset Bama. I think they. I think they. That's a high scoring affair. I'm taking the over on that one, 45-41. Ole Miss. TK's similar similar score as well. Both of us – well, no, excuse me. TK is taking Kentucky to, to upset Florida. I think Florida wins in a close one. Prove it to me, Kentucky. Can you go out and play a clean game, not turn the ball over, protect Will Levis, get the ball to Wondell Robinson? Uh, I, you know, I, I want to be able to pick them, TK, but I'm, go, I'm going with Florida in that one. We like Mississippi State over TAMU, Vandy over UConn in the toilet bowl, and then we both like – LSU to take care of business versus Auburn. So TK, I, I mean, I can't believe I could talk about this stuff all day, but uh, you know, people got to get on with their Fridays here on this lock in Friday, but an exciting week of football weekend of football ahead. Yeah, man. It's a, again, it's a huge week. Um, I think it's a week that that'll be very telling. It'll tell a lot um, about, about these teams. And, and I think it'll shake up the polling a little bit as well. No doubt. And, and, Guys, we want to all make sure that we thank Bet Online for sponsoring the show. Also, this is a Believe. We're on the Believe Podcast Network and 365 Sports YouTube channel. Our social media partners are Sideline Sports Network. You can follow them using at sidelines underscore SN. They have great football content over there. And then at SSN underscore college FB is their 
college football main account over there, guys. So make sure to like and subscribe. Hit the subscribe uh, button. Turn on notifications here on 365 Sports YouTube channel so you catch all of the content that not only we put out, but everybody on the channel. And also, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Just search Second to None. Search my name. Search uh, TK's name. Uh, you'll be able to find the podcast as they come up over there. So, for Tavares King, I'm Blaine Gilmer. We're so excited for week five of SEC action, and we will catch you on Monday for a Reaction Monday on the Second to None podcast. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Want to make Mom's Day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.